0: Hey friends, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Calvary app as we read together. We are doing this reading because we believe that God's Word is alive and active and it's so important that you and I would learn it, read it, listen to it, and understand what it means for our lives. And I'm super proud of you because we are finishing up not only the first month, but as of now, today, we will be finishing up the book of Psalms. We will also be finishing 2 Samuel. So that means Psalms, First and Second Samuel are done good for you. That's three out of 66 books. That's right. That's a 33rd of the way through the entire Bible. So we're going to continue today. Here we go. Starting in the 146th Psalm. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. Blessed are those whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow. But he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. Psalm 147 Praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise Him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the numbers of the stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. The Lord sustains the humble, but casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with grateful praise. Make music to our God on the harp. He covers the sky with clouds. He supplies the earth with rain and makes grass grow on the hills. He provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they call. His pleasure is not in the strength of the horse, nor his delight in the legs of the warrior. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Extol the Lord Jerusalem. Praise your God, Zion. He strengthens the bars of your gates and blesses your people within you. He grants peace to your borders and satisfies you with the finest of wheat. He sends His command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He spreads the snow like wool and scatters the frost like ashes. He hurls down His hail like pebbles. Who can withstand His icy blast? He sends His word and melts them. He stirs up His breezes and the waters flow. He has revealed His word to Jacob, His law and decrees to Israel. He has done this for no other nation. They do not know His laws. Praise the Lord. Psalm 148 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights above. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His heavenly hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for at his command they were created, and he established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all you ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding, you mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle. Small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and women, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. And he has raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his faithful servants of Israel, the people close to his heart. Praise the Lord Psalm 149 Praise the Lord Sing to the Lord a new song, His praise in the assembly of His faithful people. Let Israel rejoice in their Maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their King. Let them praise His name with dancing and make music to Him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in His people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let his faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy in their beds. May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters, their nobles with shackles of iron, to carry out the sentence written against them. This is the glory of all his faithful people. Praise the Lord. Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His acts of power. Praise Him for His surpassing greatness. Praise Him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise Him with harp and lyre. Praise Him with timbrel and dancing. Praise Him with the strings and pipe. Praise Him with the clash of cymbals praise him with resounding symbols let everything that has breath praise the lord praise the lord 2nd Samuel chapter 23 these are the last words of david the inspired utterance of david son of jesse the utterance of the man exalted by the most high the man anointed by the god of jacob the hero of israel's songs The Spirit of the Lord spoke through me. His word was on my tongue. The God of Israel spoke. The Rock of Israel said to me, When one rules over people in righteousness, when he rules in the fear of God, he is like the light of morning at sunrise on a cloudless morning, like the brightness after rain that brings grass from the earth. If my house were not right with God, Surely he would not have made with me an everlasting covenant, arranged and secured in every part. Surely he would not bring to fruition my salvation and grant me my every desire. But evil men are all to be cast aside like thorns, which are not gathered with the hand. Whoever touches thorns uses a tool of iron or the shaft of a spear. They are burned up where they lie. These are the names of David's mighty warriors. Josheb Bashebeth, a Tachimonite, was chief of the three. He raised his spear against 800 men whom he killed in one encounter. Next to him was Eleazar, son of Dodai, the Ahoite. As one of the three mighty warriors, he was with David when they taunted the Philistines gathered at Pastamim for battle. Then the Israelites retreated. But Eleazar stood his ground and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. The troops returned to Eleazar, but only to strip the dead. Next to him was Shema, son of Agi the Herorite. When the Philistines banded together at a place where there was a field full of lentils, Israel's troops fled from them. But Shema took his stand in the middle of the field. He defended it and struck the Philistines down, and the Lord brought about a great victory. During the harvest time, three of the thirty chief warriors came down to David at the cave of Adullam, while a band of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. At that time, David was in the stronghold, and the Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. David longed for water and said, Oh, that someone would get me a drink of water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem. So the three mighty warriors broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem, and carried it back to David. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out before the Lord. Far be it from me, Lord, to do this, he said. Is it not the blood of men who went at the risk of their lives? And David would not drink it. Such were the exploits of the three mighty warriors. Abishai, the brother of Joab, son of Zariah, was chief of the three. He raised his spear against three hundred men whom he killed, and so he became as famous as the three. Was he not held in greater honor than the three? He became their commander, even though he was not included among them. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, a valiant fighter from Kabzeel, performed great exploits. He struck down Moab's two mightiest warriors. He also went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion and he struck down a huge Egyptian, although the Egyptian had a spear in his hand. Beniah went out against him with a club. He snatched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Such were the exploits of Beniah, son of Jehoiada. he too was as famous as the three mighty warriors. He was held in greater honor than any of the thirty, but he was not included among the three, and David put him in charge of his bodyguard. Among the thirty were Asael, the brother of Joab, Elhanan, son of Dodo from Bethlehem, Shema, the Herodite, Elika, the Herodite, Helez, the Paltite, Ira, son of Ikesh, from Tekoa, Abiezar, from Anotheth, Sibekai the Hushatite, Zalman, the Ahoite, Mahari, the Netophathite, Haled, son of Baana, the Netophathite, Ithai, son of Ribai, from Gibeah in Benjamin, Benjamin, the Pirithonite, Hidi, from the ravines at Geash, Abialban, the Arbathite, Asmaveth, the Baramite, Eliabah, the Shealbonite, the sons of Jeshen. Jonathan, son of Shema, the Hararite. Ehim, son of Sharar, the Hararite. Eliphilet, son of Ahasbi, the Meacathite. Eliam, son of Ahithophel, the Gilonite. Hezro, the Carmelite. Peari, the Arbite. Igal, son of Nathan, from Zoba, the son of Hagri. Zelech, the Ammonite. Nahari, the Birathite, the armor bearer of Joab, son of Zariah. Ira the Ithrite, Gareb the Ithrite, and Uriah the Hittite. There were thirty-seven in all. Second Samuel chapter 24 Again the anger of the Lord burned against Israel, and he incited David against them, saying, Go and take a census of Israel and Judah. So the king said to Joab and the army commanders with him, Go throughout the tribes of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, and enroll the fighting men, so that I may know how many there are. But Joab replied to the king, May the Lord your God multiply the troops a hundred times over, and may the eyes of my Lord the king see it. But why does my Lord the king want to do such a thing? The king's word, however, overruled Joab and the army commanders, so they left the presence of the king to enroll the fighting men of Israel. After crossing the Jordan, they camped near Eror, south of the town in the gorge, and then went through Gad and on to Jazar. They went to Gilead and the region of Tatimhodshi, and on to dan Jaan and around toward Sidon. Then they went towards the fortress of Tyre and all the towns of the Hivites and Canaanites. Finally, they went on to Beersheba in the Negev of Judah. After they had gone through the entire land, They came back to Jerusalem at the end of nine months and twenty days. Joab reported the number of fighting men to the king. In Israel, there were 800,000 able-bodied men who could handle a sword, and in Judah, 500,000. David was conscience-stricken after he had counted the fighting men, and he said to the Lord, "'I have sinned greatly in what I have done. Now, Lord, I beg you, take away the guilt of your servant.'" I have done a very foolish thing. Before David got up the next morning, the word of the Lord had come to Gad the prophet, David's seer. Go and tell David this is what the Lord says. I am giving you three options. Choose one of them for me to carry out against you. So Gad went to David and said to him, Shall there come on you three years of famine in your land, or three months of fleeing from your enemies while they pursue you? or three days of plague in your land. Now then, think it over and decide how I should answer the one who sent me. David said to Gad, I am in deep distress. Let us fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is great, but do not let me fall into human hands. So the Lord sent a plague on Israel from that morning until the end of the time designated, and 70,000 of the people from Dan to Beersheba, died. Beersheba, When the angel stretched out his hand to destroy Jerusalem, the Lord relented concerning the disaster and said to the angel who was afflicting the people, Enough! Withdraw your hand! The angel of the Lord was then at the threshing floor of Arana, the Jebusite. When David saw the angel who was striking down the people, he said to the Lord, I have sinned. I, the shepherd, have done wrong. These are but sheep. What have they done? Let your hand fall on me and my family. On that day, Gad went to David and said to him, Go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Arana the Jebusite. So David went up as the Lord had commanded through Gad. When Arana looked and saw the king and his officials coming toward him, he went out and bowed down before the king with his face to the ground. Arana said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? To buy your threshing floor, David answered, so I can build an altar to the Lord, that the plague on the people may be stopped. Arauna said to David, Let my lord the king take whatever he wishes and offer it up. Here are the oxen for the burnt offering, and here's the threshing sledges and ox yokes for the wood. Your majesty, Arauna gives all this to the king. Arauna also said to him, May the Lord your God accept you. But the king replied to Araunah, No, I insist on paying you for it. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my burnt offerings that cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen and paid fifty shekels of silver for them. David built an altar to the Lord there and sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then the Lord answered his prayer in behalf of the land. And the plague on Israel was stopped. This concludes the reading for today on January 31st. Let me give you just a few quick thoughts before we close our time together. David knew what he had done was wrong. But if you're like me, you're wondering, what did he do that was so wrong? First, 2 Samuel 24.1 is a little confusing. It says, Again, the anger of the Lord burned against Israel, and he incited David against them. When you look at the original Hebrew, this reads a little differently. It more accurately reads that God was angry, and this instigated something inside David. So let me paint a better picture for you. The Lord was angry with Israel because of their constant rebellion, and David allowed this to instigate him. So he took a census. You might be wondering why this was so wrong. Well, for that, You have to go back to Exodus 30, verse 12. This verse is given to Moses while he's on Mount Sinai. This is while God is giving them some ceremonial laws and some things to keep them safe. At this time, God instructed, When you take a census of the Israelites to count them, each one must pay the Lord a ransom for his life at the time he is counted. Then no plague will come on them when you number them. You see, when a census was taken, they were to give a sacrifice to the Lord. Why? Because in doing the census, they are numbering the people who belong to the Lord. So they must be reconciled as clean through a sacrifice. But when David did his census, he ignored this command. After all, he wasn't taking a census on the Lord's behalf. He was doing it on his own behalf. It was almost like he was proving to God that he was in charge of a great people. But God already knew this. After all, they're his great people. Joab even pleaded with David and begged him, saying this was a bad idea. Yet we read in 2 Samuel 24 that David's words trumped what Joab was saying. Isn't it interesting? We all have a spot that enough is enough. When we hit that spot, we won't listen to reason or anybody around us. So David does the census despite being warned not to. And this brings sin into David's life once again. We must be people with accountability. What I mean is this. We must have someone in our life that has the authority, the privilege, and the right to speak whatever they want to say to us. And we must listen. Sometimes our own stubbornness and stupidity can cause us to do things that we know are wrong. We can be so blinded by our emotions that we don't think reasonably. David knew this was wrong. Unfortunately, he didn't catch up to his sensibility until after the sin was already committed. If only he had listened to Joab. Then he never would have had to deal with the plague that killed 70,000 of his men. Whom do you have in your life? I don't mean the people you like hearing from because they always make you feel good or they always encourage and tell you what you want to hear. I mean, who do you have in your life that will straight up tell you no? Who do you have around you who will make sure you don't go down a road you never wanted to travel? If you don't have that person, find them. I like to say it this way. Compromise eats integrity all day long, but accountability will block compromise every single time. So, may you find the accountability to keep you from making unwise decisions. May you listen to those who warn you and help protect you. And... May you know the goodness of God as you trust in Him in all you do. That's all the time we have for today. I love you and God bless.